Welcome back to We Are Utah Podcast, where we bring you weekly episodes of the best in the Beehive State. Simply put, this is where we live. And this is where you stay connected. Stay connected. Because together, we We are are Utah. Utah. And now your hosts, Jordan Wheeler and Braden Floyd. Yo, what's up, Jordy? How are you, man? I'm, I'm pretty you seem good. stressed this morning, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, just life. Yeah? <laughs> Trying to close deals? Just life, yeah. Nice, Just nice. part, of, part of the real estate process. Nice. And then you called me this morning, you were all stressed out because of our scenario we have to, that we have at our, at our guest show today. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So, so I'm in my car, pulled up, connected to the Wi-Fi, just working, you know, trying to get some stuff sent off to a different agent. Right. And he comes out and says, yeah, I just got to check this fire. And I didn't even know the building across the street was on, on, on fire. Yeah, yeah. So today we're over at Roja Brewing, and we're uh, interviewing Rob Phillips, who's one of the owners here at Roja Brewing. And he has a giant fire across. Well, it's now put out, but there was a giant fire across the street from the brewery, and fire trucks taking up the whole lane. And so, anyways, welcome, Rob. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. What an interesting morning we started with. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. I just looked out my window, and I saw Jordan out there, and I uh, thought, oh, I'll, I'll go let him in. And then I said, oh, my gosh, that building's on fire. I better take a, take a picture and then call 911, of course. Yeah, nice. That's the way it goes, right? That is the way, yeah, so you can share it later. That's right. Yeah, important so, important things first. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. I, so I walked in. This place is really cool. Yeah, I love I this I don't know brewery. how long you've been here. You can kind of tell us a story, but cool. the first thing that – I noticed was your shuffleboard because there's a restaurant in Layton. I don't even think it's open anymore um, that had a shuffleboard. And, you know, you'd go eat and then get drinks and yeah. play for like yeah. a couple hours. So Yeah, and that's, I, what, you've, that's what you've kind of turned towards a little bit on this, on this run, huh, Rob? So I think I know you started off brewery. You're obviously still a brewery, but I think you're focusing more on adding the nightlife and the entertainment to the brewing yeah, that, project as well. That's right. So we, we've been in this location for about five years um, with a big – brewery in the back and we were focused on distribution so you can find us at any grocery store convenience store or whatever lots of bars and restaurants have us also but uh, during covid we sort of had this opportunity to expand our tap room space and and build it out and like jordan said we've got uh, a shuffleboard and we've got a bunch of other games around and a variety of seating some picnic table um, yeah i love it beer hall style so it feels co- it feels cozy in here and it feels like i want to come in here and have a few beers and hang out so i love it a little party so um, you've got this projector screen, too. What Do you just show live TV? Yeah, what? we've been trying to mix that up a little bit. I mean, obviously, we just got off the Olympics, and so we had a good run with showing Olympics that were interesting and fun during the day. And then uh, we've been trying to show some some football games or basketball games or whatever the current sport is just, just to – Add the, add to that um, offering when people come in for a well, beer. So I'm a jazz fan, and I, especially when the playoffs start, or like March Madness is coming up. Yeah, March basketball. Madness is on right yeah, now. Yeah, that'll I mean, be good. You could have been be watching since yeah. December. Or something. This is a good viewing room right here for March Madness. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, we've so. had, we've hosted a couple of good like alumni parties to show football games and stuff like that. So yeah, works maybe out me well. and you should come down here for March Madness and like have a party i'm totally down let's do it yeah this would be good this would be a good venue for it i like it so i uh i like that you said it's it's i like to talk i want to touch on the corona on the uh covid scenario so a lot of people were hating life and hurting and whatnot and i'm sure you guys were as well but it's cool that you decided to go you know what let's expand for when this i would i would think the mindset was be is to be that 
it's not going to last forever. It's going to come back. And when it comes back, you guys probably have this bigger venue that's a little bit nicer. Was that yeah. kind of the mindset or was it, what yeah, was the thoughts? Was a whole bunch of things that kind of came together. So because of COVID, we, we moved part of our operation into this office side of this, the building that we're leasing. And um, so I was kind of caretaking for it. And I walked in one day and I walked into the back room where it was carpeted and, and my feet felt squishy. <laughs> I went, oh, a little water. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no. So I slogged back to the bathroom where I discovered that the, the sink had been spraying water for who knows how long because I, I wasn't checking on it. Yeah. And um, so I qu- quick quickly called the landlord and said, hey, I got the water shut off, of course. Right. And I said, hey, what, what's going on? Uh, what do you want me to do? And he had me contact a contractor of mine that came in and gutted the place and cleaned everything out because it had been leaking for quite some time. Water was soaked maybe four feet up in the drywall. So it was also almost time for us to renew our, our lease. And so he and I kind of put together a plan to, to build this space out together uh, to fit our operation instead of because he was going to have to do some work to it anyway to make it fit anyone's operation. Yeah. Um, so he was uh, gracious enough to work work with us to build it out to, to make it fit our space. So um, it was sort of a, a, a just dumb luck that we ended up expanding but it worked out pretty well that's so. awesome and you and i see you added uh outdoor seating as well right is yeah. that year round is, or not year round but is that yep the, yeah and that was pandemic based too when, when the mayor essentially said well uh, do whatever you need to do to stay in business uh if you have to put up a patio or a use city property or whatever you need to do just nice. make sure the dabc knows about your license expansion and things like that so um, we, we did that and put in this temporary patio that's now been... You got a fence that's, like, built out... You out of well, built a fence out of pallets once, too. Yeah, in my backyard dogs. I have one, dude, for my dog, so it's pretty nice. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a great idea for a temporary fence, yeah. but here yeah. we are two years into this pandemic, and I still have a, yeah. quote-unquote, temporary pallet fence out yeah. there. Well, I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. <laughs> I think it adds. I think especially with the interior. I mean, you got the same, like, pallet wood color on a lot of things. I think it adds. Yeah. I think it looks good. Okay. So, yeah, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't spend the money. If it works, it works. Break your hearts, but we are going to change it this this spring. We received a, a facade grant from Salt Lake City, which is a cool program. Also, yeah, we need to talk on that. What's that? Um, <laughs> I need one of those. You can get. You could probably get it. I mean, any local Salt Lake City business, um, small business, can get it. If especially if you're in an area where uh, the the facade, so the outside of your building, needs to be improved, or mm. uh, if you're trying to in, in an area where the, the city's investing money to improve the space. Um, so we applied for this to to uh, brighten up the space. We're going to add a garage door to access our patio. Oh, that's awesome. Replacement fencing, some new lighting and uh, shade sails and stuff like that out there. So That's way rad. That'll be cool. Um, yeah, it's, cool. A, it's a really cool program, and they it's all grant-based. And so Yeah, I'll have to talk more with you on the, after this podcast about that because I need yeah. one of those. So um, I, I always like starting. We kind of didn't start like we usually do. But no, it's like, good. It's but, good. We jumped yeah, in. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, we got to backtrack a little, right? But uh, <laughs> like what – What's your story? How did you get into brewing and the whole thing behind that? You can go back as far as like a a teenager. I started drinking and fell in love with brewing. Or <laughs> Maybe don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not that Whatever your <laughs> interesting story. Yeah. I didn't actually drink any alcohol until I was nearly legal until I was 20. I didn't drink Same here. In, in high school or anything. <laughs> that's that, not true, so. you liar. No, I swear. Anyways. <laughs> I'm just a little older than you. So yeah, that's true, that's true, that's like true, that's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I always say there's a whole series of mistakes that all lined up, and that's how I'm sitting in the seat today. Um, 
so I was just living in Salt Lake, and I, I have a background in and um, my formal college trainings in engineering. Um, so I was working for an engineering company, but I was an avid home brewer, and I was home brewing, uh, brewing up a storm. I had engineered this really cool system that my wife made me move it out of the kitchen and move it into the garage, which was fine with me, just hanging out in the garage, making yeah. beer every weekend. Um <coughs> I had a neighbor who was really into making beer also um, on my system, though, and mostly into drinking beer. Um, So he and I would spend a lot of weekends together making beer, talking beer. We we even uh, had, like, a Thirsty Thursday um, (laughs) where we'd drink new beers, a lot of them. Um, So I was so, so enthused by this craft beer industry and craft beer community, kind of. Um, I, I went to a beer tasting dinner over at Desert Edge up in Trolley Square, mm-hmm. and I got to talking to the head brewer there, Chris Haas, and, um, I, you know, we were several pitchers of beer deep with this beer dinner, um, and I asked him, I said, hey, so do you, do you ever allow volunteers to come in? And he said, well, yeah, sure, come on in. So this was on a Thursday night, and 8, 8 a.m. on Friday morning, I had the day off from my engineering job, I, I showed up. Nice. And I knocked on the door, and he scratched his eyes, and he said, who are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> I said, you remember yeah. me? I'm Rob. Wait too many beers the night before. You didn't remember you. all excited, yeah. and he's just waking up. Yeah. I said, I'm here to volunteer, remember? Yeah. And he said, uh, oh, yeah, come on in. So for a number of years, three, four years, I volunteered on, on my day off. I had this flexible schedule through my engineering job. So I volunteered with Chris, and just so so enthusiastic about um, brewing and the craft beer community and how friendly everybody was and talking about how fun beer is and going to festivals and things like that. And so um, I, I started kind of buying some equipment and just storing it. And then I, I was working with Chris to kind of figure out how to design it and, and do some stuff like that. And eventually he said, hey, what if we partnered together? And I said, well, gosh, awesome. that, that'd be awesome. I mean, a 17-year yeah. 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 veteran of the industry that a Salt Lake City icon here. Um, so that's kind of how the, the Roja came to be. So I'm the R-O in Roja for Rob, and he's the Ha in Roja. Oh, for that's Rob. cool. Okay, I was going to ask where the name came the from. Name. That's awesome. So it, we, Same with the logo. I was like, where's, what's going on there? But now, yeah, yeah I like so it. So we, we drug in my, my then neighbor, Josh uh, Stern, and since he didn't get to be the Ro or the Ha, we affectionately call him the Project. Ah, um, <laughs> that's where it came from. I like it. So he... We, we were Roja Brewing Project, and then Josh came on board, and we said, oh, sorry, can't be Roja Joe or Roja Roja So we said, sorry, you just get to be the project. Nice. He said, I, that's fine. As long as we're making great beer, that's that's all I need to know. Hell yeah. So That's fine. That's awesome. I love that name. So Combo. your logo that's is good. pretty interesting because it looks like a tree. But and it, an it R, also looks like the an R. R. Yeah. So yeah. Did you hire someone? To it kind of looks that? like a like a patch, like you'd see on like a, like a mountain patch or not, yeah. not like a Boy Scout patch, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. Ah, snowboarding Which I like or something. Snowboarding, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we 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 knew from the start we wanted like a an iconic kind of logo, something that could stand alone yep. and you would identify with it. I don't know if we're there yet, but but I think it's we have pretty potential. Cool. If I like it, and it feels it feels real Utah. You know what I mean? Which yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's probably part of the discussion on what you guys talked about, but that's yeah, what it, so, to me it feels like. So initially when we were developing that logo, we hired this uh, kid that was going to the University of Utah for graphic design, and he he came on and said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll try, try my hand at making a logo for you. Um, and so we, we kind of wanted to be this educational-based uh, 
brewery. That was kind of our focus to, to educate people about great beer and how the, the brewing process and all that. And so we started actually with the, the hexagon of um, fr- from alcohol, uh, like the chemistry description of oh, alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we cool. started with that, and, and it was so complex it wasn't going to work. So yeah. we, we trimmed it down, but we really liked that hexagon shape. So um, Nice. Is, uh, You're he's good. Got no worries. Yeah, you got hey, hey, man, we're not quite open yet. I'm with the roofing company. Oh, you are? Yeah. No worries. Short pause. We could banter right pause. now. So yeah, we'll talk a little bit, dude. I just I told you about that house I went under contract. Yeah. Because I wanted you to come in the deal. Well, so we didn't get the house. Okay. It's, the, it's in Oregon. Um, manufactured home. So I had to basically find a, an agent out there, a lender, and... Because you can't get a regular mortgage. Right, I remember you saying home, that. Right? So yeah. I, I finally found one. This guy got us pre-approved and everything. Well, it was listed at two ninety, which was way underpriced. So I felt like that's super low for anywhere in the world right now. <laughs> Twenty offers, which isn't uncommon right now. Right. But we were. We thought we were pretty solid because I was willing to go to fifty thousand over asking. Nice, dude. <laughs> guess what it went for? Obviously, we didn't get it. Since you didn't get it, I'm going to say it probably went like 100 to 120. No, or is that way too high? 75, 70,000 over. 70,000 over for a manufactured home. Yeah, dude. Everywhere and even in the, the world agent is this that bad. I was talking to in Oregon, he said, "I just can't believe that a manufactured home is going." It went for. 360. See, I don't even handle that conversation anymore. When someone says, I can't believe, I'm like, obviously, you're not paying attention to the world we're in because everything's nuts right well, now. Well, <laughs> I think the value's in the land. I mean, it was a five-minute walk from the beach. Oh, yeah. So, so you totally like, should have picked that one up. So. Yeah, it would, it would have been a perfect Airbnb. But yeah. I wish I was a little bit more prepared. We, we could have went a little higher and we could have yeah. got it. But anyways. All right, Rob, you're back. He's All back. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you made it back. Sorry, I, I guess that's maybe the uh, true story of a business, oh, yeah. business owner that... Uh, Usually getting pulled in at least five directions. So oh, yeah. yeah. That yep. was one of them. We got a roof leak, and the roofer was here to fix it. So. Jordan and I both probably seem calm and collected, but every our text messages and phones are going off through <laughs> the roof. And it's never, yeah, it's you like you just got to shut phone. it off. There's no other <laughs> yeah. There's no other answer, right? Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to jump on. Um, so when I very first met you, I was working at Wasatch. I was Wasatch uh, Distributing. I was one of the beer uh, distributing guys up there, which is the Budweiser one in Ogden City. Yep. And you guys had a really cool, I don't know if it was one of your first beers. I'm thinking it was. It was that Firehouse one. Oh, yeah. We, uh, Dean, you still brew that one, don't you? We still do that one, yeah. It's called Maltese Cross Red Ale. Yeah. So, and there uh, was like a cause behind it because it was yeah. connected. I'll let you tell the story. It's pretty cool. Um, we actually had some firefighters from right around the corner, um, Station 1, which is on the corner of 13 South and Main there. Um, and speaking of, since we had the fire across the street, I took a bunch <laughs> of promo shots this morning. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, it's, it was ideal timing. Not ideal to have a fire, maybe, but yeah. uh, it's, it's convenient. Um, so they came to us, and they said, hey, w- would you guys consider doing a collaboration beer? And I said, well, what do you mean? You're firefighters. You can't drink. You're, <laughs> you're yeah. fighting fire. And they said, well... We're 96 hours on, and we're 48 hours off, so... We've got, got a, a good break. two days. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean we don't have time to drink? <laughs> I said, well, gosh, that's that's pretty cool. So we uh, partnered with them to develop a red ale, of course. Uh, yeah, so, of course, we partnered with the firefighters and collaborated with them to make a red ale, which is um, pretty cool. And, and so we've been able to um, give back to their charities. We've done projects with... Uh, Coats for Kids and, and any other charity that they have going, we give a portion of the proceeds back. 
Um, also, when they host conventions with other firefighters around the state or around the country, they get to bring our beer and kind of show it off. So it's a pretty cool collaboration. That is rad. That is rad. And then we also collaborated. You guys uh, put our logo on a beer can. We did it on the uh, the American Blondale that you guys right. had. Yeah. And we yeah. did a half logo, half your logo, and dude, yeah. it flew off the shelf. It was we awesome. Have this program for some customized labels, which has been has been a pretty cool program, and and we were able to pick up a beer that's all federally approved and and the labels all pre-approved and put someone else's logo on half the can um it, it proves challenging on smaller volumes but it's it's pretty cool yeah. so this is a different question can you put any logo of any company like if you wanted to do a special brew with another partner are you able to do that now because you got your what license or no approval? so that was a one time he has to do it every, every time, time right time. let no, rob let rob talk the, on the it. way yeah. the custom label works is it it says, okay, if you have all the mandatory information on one side of the label, the federal government actually allows for you to personalize the label um, for a, a wedding or a whatever event yeah. like that. Um, so that's approved, and then we can put someone's logo in there as long as it doesn't break any any laws that you've cleared or hurdles you've cleared to get that label approved. So, Why, are you trying a, to put Wasatch no, Wheeler no, on well, a beer can? <laughs> well, and I'm thinking if like, people are listening and want yeah. to partner oh, yeah. up. I, I don't know. I, I think just, it's a yeah. good community builder because everybody knew that it was Rojas beer and they were just like stoked about that. But then it had our logo on it and it just made it, like I said, it just flew off the shelf because I think right. it was just to see that because we're such close neighbors too. We're yeah. both in downtown Salt Lake. And well, so and I, I think it yeah, helped. I imagine like people are in there and then you're like, oh, wow, you've got beer too. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. You and then you're like, yeah, we do have a beer and we also, we double brew or we double labeled it with Roja. So if you love it, head over to the brewery after, right? It's yeah, just a good double cool. sale and. Uh, community that's builder really cool. and double promotion for both of us so yeah it's a it's I a cool it. program like i said sometimes it's cost prohibitive depending on uh what your volume you're going to do i've had people come and ask for a case of their own beer for someone's birthday party and yeah and you're like to, eh. to only do t- 24 cans or something is uh it's going to be a pretty expensive case depends on who's asking for it right Cause, cause the <laughs> jazz of, players come in it's like <laughs> okay right. well, let's <laughs> talk about it yeah <laughs> but just just based on uh you know, economies of scale, you buy 24 labels and they're kind of expensive. Yeah. So you got with your two buddies, started the brewery yep. up and going, give us a, a play by play. How was it? What, what was your hurdles? What were you struggling with? What, what did you see success in? Sure. So we, we launched in April, 2017. So we're coming up on five years and I actually, dude, didn't... that's when we launched. No joke. Is it? Sorry. Anyways. 2017. Yeah. 2017, April. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, dude, we're about to hit our five years as well. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, go ahead. And similar to you, I think you stayed with Wasatch for a while, right? Yep, yep. And so um, I, I stayed with my engineering job for about a year, year just a little over a year. Same. And um, Chris Chris kind of stepped in and, and stepped up and ran the show here, and he was brewing and then trying to sell and talk to people and also helping in the tap room and, and getting our staffing handled up front. Um, so it was it was sort of... I'll say controlled chaos, but I don't know if the control was actually there. Um, so I was I was working my engineering job, and then I was sort of moonlighting here. And and at, I, I always said I'd I would work my eight nine hours in my engineering job. I would go home and I would be a dad for about two hours, and then I would shuffle them off to bed, and then I would be a brewery owner for the next two to three hours. Nice. And then I'd go to bed. Sounds and I'd wake like up my life. Yeah. So it was chaotic for that first first year. We were you probably don't even remember it. Like my first year, I barely remember any of it. Yeah, you know what I mean? A, it's sort of a blur. Like a lot of things happened, but I, 
Yeah. I couldn't pinpoint any one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah. That's also like when you have a kid, the first year is a blur, too. It's yeah, that's like, why you have more than one kid. Because you don't remember. <laughs> yes, you don't remember that first year or two. Seriously. Otherwise, you would never have another kid. Well, you're deprived of sleep, and then it just feels like you're just changing diapers over and over. Yeah. And yeah. I don't anyway, have any kids exactly. yet, so I can't relate to you guys on this no, one. This, We're on our way. We're trying. Well, we always joke. Why, yeah. why would you ever have a second kid? It, it's only because you can't remember that. <laughs> that how horrible. Your poor firstborn is going to hear this one day and be like, what the heck? Oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. So. Nice. That's so awesome. So I'm, I'm always interested in how you run your business. And, you know, there's a million different strategies on, on what you can do and problems that arise. And I always think it's cool talking to different industries because you get different ideas, right? Yeah, in definitely. real estate, I feel like a lot of realtors kind of just do the same thing with marketing and branding themselves. And you, you look at different, um, what's the word like event or, uh, entertainment businesses. Yeah. Yep. Right. But I, I think it's always interesting to hear. So like, this is kind of an open-ended question. Like what, what have you found has worked for you and maybe like a big problem that you, we're able to overcome that we might be able to apply in our business sure it's it's an interesting question um the the biggest thing for us is we we when we launched five years ago if you if you looked at the brewery landscape at that time there really a uh, you could probably identify five six seven breweries in utah maybe yeah since then we've we've climbed we're up to like 42 or 44 breweries in it's utah crazy, which man. is awesome yeah yeah um, but we when we launched i mean my whole business plan was built on this distribution model you know let's become uinta let's become wasatch let's become squatters or squasatch now or foster yeah. energy now or whatever yeah um let's become that i mean that's what the model is that that's the way to make this business work in utah and since then this um, taproom model has really come a long ways. You know, you've got the fishers of the world. I was going to say, I think fishers set that off, man. Yeah, those guys came they in. Do, and, they do an, such yeah. an awesome job, and I, I love those guys. Um, and they laid the groundwork for a lot of other breweries in, in yep. Utah. And so we've seen this craft beer industry kind of boom. And um, I think long-term, as you grow, distribution is a great way to make money. I mean, that's why we partnered with Wasatch Distribution yep. right away. And through general our distributor here you know that's it that's a great way to get your beer to everybody everybody in the county everyone in the state everyone you know across your region um but what we learned is and i'd say this is the biggest sort of drawback to what we did initially is people don't realize we're locally made and we're embedded here in the in the community yeah um and so that that's been a little bit detrimental to us because you could get our beer at a at any of the local grocery stores. You could get it at at the grocery store on your way through a Hurricane. Yeah. Um, and so people just assumed we're some big regional National, brewery, but yeah. really we're just this, um, you know, brick and mortar building in the heart of Salt Lake City with prostitutes and drugs walking around. Just like <laughs> <everyone else. laughs> so that's interesting that you say that that was almost detrimental because you wouldn't. I don't know. I guess you wouldn't think of that immediately like hey we're expanding into grocery stores and whatnot but it's a big eye-opener for me um we we did a a great job of distributing beer we still do and we still support that um but i still go to beer fest lucky me i get to attend like 20 to 30 beer fests in a year yeah um and i still get people that walk up that are locals and say oh 
where are you guys out of? Yeah. And I say, Salt Lake City, Utah. And they're like, really? Where are you? I said, well, here's, here's where our address is. And they're like, I'm going to have to come see you. I think, I think Salt Lake and Utah in general has just been so used to maybe not having it. Yeah. And I used to live in Denver doing summer sales, not door knocking. And their downtown was so cool because you got yeah. Rocky Mountain or uh, the Rockies. And right. You got like all these clubs and pubs and yeah. whatnot. It's like it's Cindy when you go to like Oregon and Washington too. It's like their downtown is just clobbered in it. And it's kind of like the example you said. You were talking about real estate and you said that you feel like Utah is just catching up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's the same like it's thing with the brewery. So like we're just because ca- you go to Oregon, Denver, you go to Seattle, they're all there's so many breweries. Yeah. Where I feel like now Salt Lake is just now is over well, the last five like years Salt been catching Lake up. Is another Denver essentially? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the mountains are right. Mountains. You can get, you can get to the mountains faster here than you can in Denver, right? Yeah. It's and always and like an hour. Even ride. if you start in Denver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I think the ski resorts are closer yeah, they're, too. Yeah. Ours yeah, are, yeah that's yeah, what I'm saying. Absolutely. Ours are like right here yeah. compared so, to Denver. So. I just feel like Salt Lake has finally been discovered. That's what I feel like too. I feel like it's like we're getting. We hear that a lot that people are traveling here from San Francisco to do a beer tour to to visit the ski resorts and and they have heard great things about the beer culture yeah um just as an interesting statistic like i said the state of utah is up to 44 breweries or something like that um last time i was in denver which it's been a couple of years they had some 50 breweries in denver yeah so just we're in, talking yeah. about the whole state of utah has fewer breweries than just denver yeah, alone. that's, that's so nuts and and <laughs> that's so crazy. Is nuts. yeah you, you just look you know we're on a steep steep hill and we have a lot of a lot of room still to climb yeah which so. is great for you being one of the first so so rob on your story that you just told are you getting to i feel like are you almost saying like you guys kind of did it backwards like you focused <laughs> on getting in every grass station and every grocery store and then now trying to build the community of like hey we're down here where some of the other guys started with just the brewery and the and the bar yeah is yes, that- exactly. I explain it that way a lot, that we, we started backwards. We invested up front in the distribution model. We had bottles, we had cans, we have kegs. We focused on getting that beer into the market for people to, to enjoy, not realizing that uh, we, we missed building this, this core local foundation that we needed to, to really grow yeah. um, the brewery. So, yeah, we're, we're pivoting right now and focus more on this taproom space, bringing in uh, local community members and and building that beer community around, around what we have here. I almost feel like I almost feel like that is probably going to be very beneficial to you because basically, Gosh, if you switch so. your focus, I'm, I I would think so. You switch your focus to get more people in here to try your new stuff, try your beers, and you already have all the distribution covered. So as soon as they come in here and realize how awesome the brewery is and fall in love with it, then all of a sudden every gas station, every like, I guess are you guys, yeah, every gas station grocery store that you guys pop into, like oh, there's Roja. Right, like this whole time it's been here, I feel like it might take another year or two, but I feel like that's a transition that will be very beneficial. That's just my opinion. If if, uh, you never notice slug bugs driving around, all of a sudden you drive one, all of a sudden you see them everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, same kind of thing. And so I think once people come in, make that memory, enjoy a beer here uh, at the tap room, and then they're going to walk into their you know local Maverick or Harmons and be like, ah. I saw yep. that beer and I love it. Yep. I, I've never seen it before. What, I, didn't, I yeah. didn't know it was in here. What is your address, the place where we're at? And like, it, what, what's something close by here sure. so people recognize how to get here? Because it, it is really cool. And yeah. But I, it is like kind of hidden because it is, it's yeah. internal, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we're yeah. not on a, on a main street. We're, 
We're, the address is 30 East Kensington Avenue, and Kensington is 1500 South. So the baseball field is on 13th South, so gotcha, we're just a little yeah. bit south and east of the baseball field. Another uh, famous landmark, if you will, is the Piper Down, which faces State Street, and we're just west of uh, Piper Down on Kensington there. So there. So this is perfect if you go to a baseball game and come here after. Uh, come here after, come here before, get warmed up, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's walking distance. And Sounds good, fun. Good yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. For the baseball games, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I was just up at uh, Solitude, and my wife and I were up there, and we're both. My wife and I are both on a sour kick, and I'm like the rest of the world is right now. Like sours are my favorite. They, they're the new IPAs, right? Yeah, everyone's making them. Um, and we had, and I apologize, I can't remember the name of it, but we had your 16 ounce. Yeah, probably uh, our um, bumpy pucker raspberry yep, sour. That's the one. Yep. Dude, Bumpy phenomenal Bumper. beer, phenomenal beer, and my wife and I, dude, they call me two beer, Braden. I can't, like, I can't have more than I can't have more than two, and I'll feel it. So my wife and I only had one or two, and I was like, man, I feel good. This is delicious, and <laughs> it was snow. It was down. It was downpouring, dude. We were getting a lot of snow last weekend. Yeah. It was great, that's and awesome. so yeah, we stayed the night up there. And anyways, yeah, I just thought I'd let you know. I loved it. Yeah, it was, that's a the, good new. Thanks for the plug. Where'd you beer. try it? At honeycomb Grill or yeah, yep, honeycomb. yep. So we had cool. I had a. Uh, Steak and a sour, and you yep. don't think it'd be good, but it's delicious. It, it definitely sleep. mints. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly, dude. It was so a good time. We're running out of time. Uh, the, the fire kind of set us back. No, we got a few minutes. We got a few but, minutes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we've got a few minutes, but I'm saying, what, what are, like, what are you guys trying to do now? Like, what is Roja focusing on and trying to accomplish today? So uh, I think we're we're trying to retrain retrain our, the local beer drinking culture here in salt lake that that we have expanded our tap room we have a great lineup of uh beers on tap so different beers than you're going to find in the grocery store uh and we have nice big tap room space and a very enjoyable place to come and uh, maybe work remote for the day or uh, spend an evening we're doing live music so we're, we're really trying to to rebrand and retrain people that were not just this tiny tap room that distributes a bunch we're actually got a great tap room and we yeah. still distribute yeah. do you do tours in your tap room yeah it, interestingly we do uh we've just started a what we're calling the tasting series which is a a, a beer and food pairing uh that includes a tour with uh my partner chris haas um so he'll he'll give a long tour of the brewery we actually have one coming up on march 18th i don't know when this podcast will go out but um, I think there's still some tickets available for that, and it's uh, pairing with Beehive Cheese, so there'll be a cheese and beer, beer pairing. Yeah, we'll put this one out next Wednesday, so there'll be yeah. time for people to Where still jump on that. Where do people go to buy the tickets? Um, so you can find those on Eventbrite, or you can also find them on our uh, website on our in our merch store. So Yeah. Okay. You know, a fun fact that I want to talk about um, is that some people don't know is once you become friends with Roja or work with them, they uh, they have a they have an old tradition that I don't see a lot of people do where you send out cards a lot, <laughs> right? Christmas cards and other things like that. Um, that sounds like what I do. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> cool, and I I yeah. wanted to definitely talk about it on the podcast. So when I uh, not to get sad and whatnot, but I had one of my dogs pass. Uh, he was 14 oh. years old. My old my old dog Hank, my bulldog, just this last year, and didn't expect it at all. And all of a sudden, you know, we had to put him down. It was a bad experience. I think a few days later, there's a Roja card in my in my mail, That's and it great. was a awesome message saying how you know our dogs are family, and yeah. it's a bummer when that happens. And that was from you, and I just wanted to say I appreciate that, man. That was I didn't expect that at all, and it was it was really cool. So. What gave you that idea, and how do you keep track of that? Like that's a that's a 
people don't understand how much work that is. Yeah, because he sends out Christmas cards and other cards too, right? Throughout the yeah, year. Yeah, we do. So, yeah. I mean, s- similar to real estate business, we keep a CRM or customer relationship management. Um, we also map all the locations you can find Roja on our website, which is a lot now. Nice. Um, but I mean, this specific in- incident, I you know, I'm friends with Braden on on social media, and so okay. I, I saw this, and I I've lost dogs in the past, and I don't want to talk about it. Right. Yeah. It's um, tough. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I I knew, you know, a- anybody would appreciate anything when you lose a dog. Just yeah. Just that that. So anyway. No, I did, man. I, I yeah. I saw that on social media, and it, so I just set it aside and, and wrote him a card. But in general, when we partner with a new restaurant or bar or, I mean, heck, grocery store or anybody, I'll, I'll, um, I look at those on a weekly basis and I, I drop a card in the mail for them. That's awesome. It's like, it's super thoughtful and it's nice. It goes a long way. Oh, it's, something yeah. you don't it's really see fun anymore. to walk into a bar or a restaurant and see the postcard sitting behind yep. the bar or hanging up somewhere. I have mine in my office, dude, because I'm yeah. like, that's the most genuine, cool thing <laughs> yeah. I've ever had a friend do. I'm yeah. like, that's so rad. So I loved it. So, um, before we jump uh, jump off, what what's what's new and coming in the beer world with you guys flavor wise? I know that all the breweries, and especially since you have the tap house, you're probably getting a lot more creative because I feel like every brewery you go in now has some creative new stuff to try to try out. So if I come in here, what's your new special or new fun beer that you got coming up? So there is one that we forgot to highlight because today is International yeah. uh, oh, Women's yeah. Day. Yeah, we didn't so talk can about we cap that. on that for like a yeah. minute? Yeah, no, yeah. we got plenty of time. Hey, let's not rush. Um, so we got ten minutes. International Women's Day today is March eighth, and so. Um, every year, uh, one of the hop um, producers makes like a pink blue, pink boot blend. So they take a bunch of hops and they mix them up. And the Pink Boot Society is an advocate of women in the brewing industry. Um, and so to, we bought a bunch of those hops. And today we're having all the women that are associated with Roja or work for Roja or have in the past or whatever. Um, they're going to show up and brew this beer. We're, we're, our, literally, our brewers are not going to touch a valve today. That's awesome. Um, unless somebody's going to get shot in the eye with 180-degree <laughs> water or something. Yeah. Um, but literally, these women are going to brew the beer, and a portion of those proceeds from the hops goes back to Pink Boot Society. Cool. Um, just to shout out, I think Uinta is doing a um, a brew today with a bunch of women from the, from the actual Pink Boot Society in, of Utah. So. Um, it's a cool beer. So that is going to be like a session IPA. It'll come out in a few weeks. Nice. Um, session IPAs on draft seem to just fly. Unfortunately, the IPA category is still a huge Dude, category. it's still huge. People love it um, still, man. It's crazy. But, yeah, we've been trying to turn out um, new beers and um, unique stuff on, the regular, on a regular basis. So right now we have another new one out called Bluebird. It's an American wheat ale, so... Pours a little hazy, nice and uh, nutty, a little bit of hop character to it, but just an easy drink in summer beer. We thought that would be perfect for yeah, coming in spring, right? Spring. Yeah, so yeah, that's we're, awesome. We're pretty excited. Cool. That's pretty cool. Well, we got our ne- next guest over here waiting. So, uh, yeah, where where is the best place to follow you on Instagram? Connect with you, Sh- and all this will be down in the description with a link too. But of course. just so people can follow you and kind of connect. Yeah, so we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as at Roja Brewing. Um, I'd also encourage you to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, you can do that on our website, which is rojabrewing.com. Uh, if you're on our newsletter, we won't bombard you. We'll just send out a monthly update on what we have for uh, live music events. What our, uh, We do a Firkin every week, which is a fun, unique beer on Wednesdays. We call it Firkin Hump Day. Um, <laughs> That's good. Hump That's day. good. Yeah. <laughs> so we... 
there's lots of updates you can get from our from our um, email newsletter, and that comes out once a month. So, gotcha. Cool. Is there anything that you feel like that you wanted to wanted to say for sure, or missed anything on? No, I think if you think you know what Roja is or was, and you like our beer, and you pull it off the shelf occasionally at the grocery store, thank you. But also um, come down and see us and and check out what we have going. We have lots of fun events Heck happening yeah. all the time. Even one with social axes. Yeah, we're up, gonna have so. the trailer out here, so we'll be able to come and drink it, drink a Roja, and throw axes off the off the side here. It'll be good. So. <laughs> Can't think of anything more fun. dangerous. I, mean, uh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, love we it. appreciate you taking the time out. I know you're busy, we're busy, but it's it's always yeah. fun to connect with people and carve out a part of your day and sit down and build relationships so and reflect on on yeah. your business a little yeah. bit yeah. Right? yeah yeah thank you i i love this part of doing any podcast or or interview process you get to kind of reflect and yeah and remember why you're so excited to be be doing, doing what it. you're doing yeah so, yeah definitely. it's a lot of fun thank you guys cool well we thank appreciate you. it let us know if you need anything where we always feel like we can talk for hours yeah we have to come back and do another one yeah, yeah. so <laughs> if you're ever yeah. open you have an event going on or something that you want to push out we're more than happy to come back down and yeah play especially the shuffleboard because <laughs> you're kind of just getting started with the summer with the uh, the weekly event stuff right so yeah, maybe I mean, after we, it's going for a little while we can music since last summer and so we're doing those thursday saturday live music um and then fridays has a rotation of events food and beer tasting axe throwing paint mixers coming in yeah. to do some painting uh, and then um and then a comedy night, which is coming up this week. So nice. Yeah, yeah it's open mic or yeah, we do an open mic uh, once a month on I think it's the second Friday. Maybe I should come try my hand. I'll come try. We'll do it together. We'll do it together, <laughs> dude. Right. Hell yeah! The beer yeah. always helps. You yeah, know? exactly. We'll have a couple of those and then we'll try. I was watching a, a video. This is kind of off topic of Steve Harvey, how he got his start, and basically Jamie Fox went on before him at the Apollo, and. One other big name, I can't remember, but they both got booed off. And he's like, I was so nervous because this was my first time, yeah. you know, being on TV and at the Apollo. And yeah. it's like, for whatever reason, they just love me. Yeah. And so that made me think of maybe I should try the. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come down for the open mic night. That's awesome. Cool. We appreciate well, it. Great episode. Um, give us a follow. Like down below. If you want to get in touch with Brad, there's all the links down with in Rob? the description. What? Brad, you mean Rob? Sir, Rob, sorry. Yeah, you're slacking, man. You're slacking. I was talking to a just Brad. Does yeah. Braden go by Brad? No. Brad, B-Rad. <laughs> Rob, I'm sorry. Um, the links will be down below if you guys have questions or want to get in touch with us. Um, all of our info is See, down See, you were well. messing with me. You were giving me crap the other day when I was like, we should put name tags on everybody, and there it is right yeah. there. Yeah, example proven. I so. always think of them. Uh, I, yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Have a good day. Yeah. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks guys. See ya. I do work.